0: Hello everyone, this is Dr. Sudhi Mohandas, the co founder and managing director of iFirst International. We are an organization that has its mission set out to professionalize the non profit sector or any cost based organization or enterprise such that they are able to achieve their mission. Today I met the Federation of Reproductive Health Association, or better known as FHRAM or FRAM, here at the office in Subang Jaya. With me is Dr. Philip Koh, who is the chairman of FRAM. FRAM's vision is a for all people in Malaysia to have access to sexual and reproductive health and rights. Their mission is to champion sexual and reproductive health and rights for all, particularly the marginalized and the underserved. Thank you for having me here, Dr. Philip. Also, thank you for giving us this opportunity to interview on that issue that is pertinent to most non-profits today in Malaysia.
1: You are most welcome.
0: I would like to discuss with you about being visible or visibility. Yeah? And mm-hmm. I must confess I did not know much about the Federation uh, until last year and that would happen by chance. Mm-hmm. So maybe let me just start off by asking you mm-hmm. whether you can share with us about your organization and how it's been able to raise its profile to its targeted audience. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Sudeep, for inviting me to uh, this interview. Um, this is a common question that we get. A lot of people, when they first hear about us, they say that this is the first time they've come across us. Actually, we've been around for quite some time. You know. The association was first started in 1958. At that time, it was known as the Federation of Family Planning Associations. The initial initial um, aim or responsibility or objective of the association at that time was to plan for family planning, to space out the family and in fact our slogan is not too early, not too late and not too close. Okay? So the focus was basically on family planning and also responsible parenthood. But along the years, you know, we um, realised that we have to expand our services and our objectives to include sexual uh, and reproductive health and rights. And so in 2009, we have actually changed our name to the Federation of Reproductive Health Associations Malaysia okay so one of the things that we can we did the reasons why we did that was to raise our um, also to raise our profile yeah and uh, to let the public knows of our extended services you know we are here to provide quality and integrated sexual reproductive health and rights service and services for everybody okay we want to make the services um, affordable accessible and also let the people in Malaysia have quality uh, sexual reproductive health um, services. So what we do is that um, we advocate a lot with uh, local organizations and um, also civil society organizations to carry out our activities. We support uh, uh, a lot of the activities of um, the ministry uh, from the Ministry of Women, um, Family, and uh, Community in Development in Malaysia, the LPPKN. Uh, we are also part of international organisations and we do activities or projects for the United Nations uh, Fund, uh, 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 popula- uh, United Nations Population Fund, and also we are a member of the International Planned Parenthood Federation. So this is what we do to um, increase our profile um, to be part of um, the international organizations. Nowadays, you know, the very important thing is to uh, concentra- is to go with social media. So Facebook is also one of the areas, you know, they and where we keep in contact with the members, especially the youth. Okay, and we do constantly do road shows. And exhibitions uh, to increase our public awareness of what we do.
0: Okay, and well, also
1: to increase our visibility. Ah, yeah. so mm. the,
0: well, in other words, there's been a lot of work over these mm. years. Uh, mm. And let's take it to another level now, mm. if you're, uh, do you think that the organisation is really reaching out to the right target audience and maybe you can explain a little bit more yeah. of that? I
1: think in the past, as I said, our main core activity was on family planning and we have reached out to a lot of women. But then our expanded services now include um, a cradle to tomb life cycle approach. So we, we also take care of adolescents the sexual and reproductive health, and we also look at the rights, and uh, we also take care of the ageing population. Okay. so Not only in that group, we also um, include services like gender neutrality, and also we catered for the marginalised group, including migrants, the sex workers, people who are living with HIV and AIDS, and also refugees. So this really is now our expanded role, and uh, and this is our target audience now exists not only people in the reproductive health group, uh, age group, with um, the youths, for example. You know we have an increasing youth membership, and they're getting more and more active in our association, which I'm very pleased to report on that because the youths are the future, and they will carry on with the association. So there is a youth club in every member association in all the 13 states um, in the reproductive health associations and uh, all the youth clubs are active and they have members through there so they recruit people through Facebook, through the universities and through schools and we invite the youths to be part of the governing bodies as well so they actually sit in the council and they, are, they, they have a right to vote okay, and they help to make decisions uh, in what we do So, and we also hope that the youths, once they have joined us, they will carry on once they have passed the definition of youth, which in our case is up to the age of 26, 25, 26. Yeah. So, and they will carry on with the activities. Okay. If we look at our national strategic framework for the next seven years, um, we draw up, we change our strategic framework from time to time in line with the International Planned Parenthood Federation, which we are a member of, and we have mapped it out for the next 70 years, and it started from two zero sixteen last year. And one of the aims, if, if we look at the other end of the cycle, is to enable is age um, uh, or the population uh, age-related activities in at least half of the 13 uh, member associations in the Federation and this is what we're looking at. So we are increasing our target audience, you know. And I think our role in the, um, the marginalised and undeserved group is very important and that's certainly getting recognition. Okay? We get funding from um, International Planned Parenthood Federation to do this from international bodies and we're very proud to say that we won the prestigious United Nations Population Award in 2012 for activities for the marginalised and undeserved group. And that's always been one of the our, our mission, you know, to serve this group um, besides the normal population.
0: So, it's that that shows a lot that has been actually happening over the years, and of course, in terms of visibility, I think this is, uh, I'm happy to hear that all these things have been happening. Mm. Uh, I Right now, I can see, as I understand it, you're actually on the lookout for an executive director. Mm. Uh, how difficult is it really to find the kind of talent that you need to do the kind of work that you are You know out and set out to look for
1: mm. I think um, With when we look for a director uh, executive director to help and with an NGO like this mm. There are things other than qualifications that you need, you know, so some of the uh, 36 that we will be looking for I think number one will be uh, passion the passion must be passionate about what we do and basically our our mission is to champion sexual and reproductive health and rights for all, particularly the marginalised and undeserved. And the as new Executive Director will have to fit in with France's vision for all Malaysians to have access to sexual and reproductive health and rights. The second thing is that um, they must have a spirit of volunteerism, I believe. You know, I'm a volunteer in the association, and anybody working for an NGO must have that volunteer spirit to be able to work or to fit in um, with association and to, um, to, uh, uh, to help to realise the association's vision and mission. And I think the third um, quality that the executive director will need to have is commitment to the job because um, certainly with all the projects and a lot of the activities going on and especially dealing with the marginalised and an undeserved group, they must be committed to serve this group Because um, once we get the funding, we are actually responsible to carry out the projects uh, and the new executive director will have to have all these qualities in them.
0: That is really interesting. Thank you very much uh, Dr. Philip on your candid views and and your insight into the issues of visibility from the angle of talent and from an angle of trying to reach out to your youth and all the elements related to the organisation. Well, this is Dr. Suri Mondal signing off with a message to share this audio interview with others. You can check us out on www.ifirstinternational.com.